Worship this morning, it's good to be with you all here in the Lord's house to, to worship him and to receive his gifts of word and sacrament. Why don't we stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see somebody that you don't recognize, please go say hi and welcome them to, to Trinity this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good, good. Good morning, Dorothy. Do you want to put it just right here, you think? or Do, do you want me to put it over, over there? Oh, okay. Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Carol Kleibaker, your announcer for this, the 13th Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Sletton will de deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Reverend Ben Schumacher, and the acolytes are Kai Brown and Drew Creed. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. Today's broadcast is also sponsored All right, and just by the Lutheran Church. Uh, before we continue on with our service today, first of all, you'll notice the insert, the little insert uh, that came in your bulletin. If you would like to give to the relief efforts from those affected by Hurricane Harvey, the Texas District of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod has a program, or uh, has and has had a program set up just for occasions such as this. Um, the website is right there. It's very easy to navigate once you get there. 100% of the proceeds go towards aiding the victims. They uh, have special donors that cover all of their overhead costs. And so 100% of the proceeds um, will be going to those affected by the hurricane. So if you would like to give uh, to that and to that effort, you may do so and just go ahead and take that little sheet home with you. Next Sunday begins our uh, class for new and prospective members of our church beginning at 845. That's going to be over in the small chapel that is just right outside here and to the left through the breezeway. The class will, will be for six weeks long uh, and then um, Bob Senninger will be the one to lead the adult Bible class. Now, uh, the next Sunday on September the 10th is our Mission Festival. 
we will have here on that morning to lead the adult Baba class over in the school, as well as to preach on that Sunday, Pastor Tim Rossow. Uh, he is uh, with the ministry called Lutherans in Africa, and um, it's a, a, a very wonderful and a very exciting ministry that he is a part of, and so he's going to be here next, next Sunday to share with us uh, on that ministry. There will also be a potluck dinner right afterwards uh, next Sunday as well, and Pastor Rossa will have some more time and another opportunity to speak about that ministry. On October the 14th, uh, we've announced this the last couple of Sundays, on October the 14th, the Springfield Symphony uh, will, uh, will be doing their Reformation program. If we have 20 or more people that sign up, we will qualify for a 20% discount. If you would like to go to that, uh, please call the church office and put your name down on the list that, uh, that June has going. Uh, again, that's October the 14th. If you have any questions about that, please see me. Um, and I will be happy to, uh, to assist you with that. And of course, we invite you to join us for Sunday School and Bible class every morning beginning at 8.45 over in the school. I believe that is all the pre-service announcements that we have. Let's start our worship today with a word of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit, who has called each and every one of us by name. You have called each and every one of us here this morning, Lord, to hear your word spoken to us so that we can hear it with our own ears so our hearts may take it in. And Lord, out of that, out of the word that we, that we hear, Lord, we know that it produces faith, that it sustains faith, and out of that faith, Lord, come those things, uh, Lord, those good works that you want us to do, not for, our, not for ourselves, not to, to, to make you like us more, or for our own salvation, but Lord, because you know that our neighbor needs them. And so we thank you for that faith. And our Lord, we ask, as we always do every Sunday morning, that you would, Lord, give us a zeal, each and every one of us, a zeal for your house of worship here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our first hymn is number 902, Lord Jesus Christ Be Present Now, number 902. That hymn again is page 902, Lord Jesus Be Present Now, page 902.
We make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins unto God, our Father. Most, Most merciful, merciful God. God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, and by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. And so Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you, all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light. And your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourselves over who, one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Glory, Glory be, to, be the Father, to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy and Spirit, and to the Holy Spirit as, it as it was in the beginning, in the beginning is, now, is now, and will be, and forever. will be forever. Amen. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, your Son willingly endured the agony and the shame of the cross for our redemption. Grant us courage to take up our cross daily and follow him wherever he leads. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading this morning is from Jeremiah chapter 15, verses 15 through 21. O Lord, you know, remember me and visit me, and take vengeance for me on my persecutors. In your forbearance, take me not away. Know that for your sake I bear reproach. Your words were found, and I ate them, and your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. I did not sit in the company of revelers, nor did I rejoice. I sat alone, because your hand was upon me, for you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Will you be to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail? Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return, I will restore you, and you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall be as my mouth. They shall turn to you, but you shall not turn to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail over you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, declares the Lord. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. This is the word of our Lord. It's now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message with Mr. Clybaker. So come on up. Also now is a good time to bring up your mighty mites as well. Good morning, everybody. How are you this morning? Doing all right? Are you all getting some rest on this Labor Day weekend? No? I see some head shaking. No. Too many late nights, I guess, huh? Doing other things. Well, in today's gospel, that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Jesus started telling his disciples about some of the things that were going to have to happen to him prior to having to die on the cross. And his disciple Peter did not like what Jesus was telling him about. In fact, Peter said, oh, surely, Jesus, none of that will happen to you. And do you know what Jesus said back to him? It was kind of an interesting response. 
I'm going to read it to you. And for you adults, it's on the back of your bulletin. It says uh, in verse 23, he turned back to Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. That's kind of powerful, isn't it? You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. And that's what Jesus told Peter when Peter said, oh, surely none of those bad things are going to happen, and surely you're not going to have to die on the cross. That was kind of an interesting response, wasn't it? Do you ever set your minds on things other than on Jesus? That's the question for this morning. Hey, you parents in the back, you'll be proud. You've got some very honest children, many of them nodding their heads up and down. Pastor, in the spirit of full transparency and almost a public confession, folk or kids, I'm going to show you what kind of occupies the mind of John. You want to see what I've got in my bag? I may need a little help because I'm not sure everybody in the congregation is going to be able to see, but we'll, we'll try to help them too. I'll have to admit, I'm guilty like everybody else. There are things that sometimes instead of always thinking about Jesus that get my attention and make me want to think about other stuff. Um, let's see what's in here. Here's the first thing. The first thing that kind of occupies John's mind a lot. One of you want to hold this up so everybody in the congregation can see? Come stand right out there. Let's be honest, men. How many of you get tempted by something like that? And I can tell you, when I was at this stage of life, and I'm sure my mom and dad will testify, yes, indeed, John was very distracted by toy tractors, and, and now, now I get distracted by big ones, okay? Let's see what else is in the bag of distractions for John. <gasps> McKinley. You hold this one up. She, she, said, said, she said, I just knew it was going to be a cow. She kind of knows me, I think. <laughs> I like cows. Anybody that knows me well knows that that's one of my favorite things to look at and do, and they can sure occupy my mind. Well, I tell you what, there are some men after Sunday school today uh, that I'm pretty sure had their iPhones out, and they were checking on some things. They were looking at the scores that had something to do with this. Oh my goodness, it's football season. You want to hold that up and let everybody see? Pastor, I'm not going to turn this into an advertisement for my favorite teams, but uh, those of you who would like to talk to me after, the, after church, I'll sure fill you in if you don't know who they are. Yeah, goodness gracious, it's so easy. And I don't know what gets your minds occupied on things other than Jesus for some of you, it may be your dolls. It may be the books that you're reading. It may be the games you're playing on your, on your uh, phone or your iPad or something. There are a lot of things that distract us from thinking about Jesus, aren't there? We need to pray that Jesus will help us stay focused on Him. Because the very next part of the verse said, Adults, you can read along with me, verse 24 Jesus told his disciples, if anybody is going to follow me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. 
What's the last thing you think I got in my bag? What do you think it is? Cordell, you had your hand up. Mmm, nobody's real sure. How about a cross? Right. You know, God gave us a lot of wonderful things. And I think I thank him for giving us football and tractors and cows, the things that I love. But what should I always make sure that I do? Love Jesus. Right. Think about Jesus. And most importantly, think about the fact that him dying on the cross so that our sins are forgiven if we believe in him allows me to be able to enjoy these other things that God's also given me to enjoy, right? And same for you. So think on that today. I don't know whether you like football. I don't know if you like cows. I don't know if you like something else. But definitely think about how much you love Jesus and thank him for forgiving your sins and giving you his life on the cross, okay? All right, let's say a quick prayer together, and then we can go back to our seats. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for all the wonderful things you give us that we enjoy so much. But we also and especially pray that you would help us to stay focused on you, our Savior, who loved us so much that you died on the cross for us and forgave our sins so that if we believe in you, we can have eternal life with you forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The epistle lesson this morning is from the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be conceited. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceable with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, Give him something to drink, for by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand. <clears throat>
the Holy Gospel this morning according to St. Matthew, the 16th chapter. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever would, lose, for whoever would save his life, will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will, re he will repay each person according to what he has done. Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This is the gospel of our Lord. The hymn of the day is When I Survey the Wondrous Cross on page 425 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, when I survey the wondrous cross, page number 425. Will you all pray with me, please? 
Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the gospel lesson that was just read. Please have that in front of you because we will be looking at it as we go along here this morning. The great Lutheran theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer, I've referenced him in messages in the past, once said that when Christ calls a man, when Christ calls somebody, he bids that person come and die. When Christ calls someone, he bids that person come and die. When Jesus calls somebody to a life of discipleship, to a life of following him, going on the path of the cross, he's calling him or her to a life that will include suffering and eventually death. Our text from Matthew this morning is not the first time, and it would not be the last time, that Satan tries to give Jesus an alternate divine plan. It would not, it is not, it would not be the, the last time, and it was not the first time, that Satan tried to, in effect, cross out the cross. The first time that this happens is in Matthew chapter 4, where we hear and we read about Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. Three times Satan tries to get Jesus to falter and to waver. And then finally on the last temptation, Satan takes him up to a point where Jesus can see all of the land and the country and the kingdoms that are around him. And he says to him, I'll give all of this to you. It's all yours. The glory of presiding and being king over everything that you see. It's all yours. And all that you have to do is bow down and worship me. And Jesus says to him, no. Get, depart, Satan. This is not what I was sent to do. This is not what my mission is. This is not, what, this is not the plan that God has sent me to do. And so Satan leaves him and Jesus continues on in his ministry. The second time that Satan tries to effectively cross out the cross is in our text for today, just a remarkable text. Right after Peter's confession of who Jesus is, we talked about this last week, Jesus asks his disciples, who do people say that I am? And Peter, through the Holy Spirit, filled with God's Spirit, says, you are the Christ, and you are the Son of the living God. And Jesus says, yes, you are exactly right. This has not been revealed to you by man, but it has been revealed to you by my Father who is in heaven. And then verse 20 happens, and in verse 20, Jesus charges the disciples. He tells them, don't tell anybody who I am. Don't tell anybody who I am. And then in the immediate next verse, in verse 21, which is the beginning of our text, 
we can sort of skip right over it if we're not careful. It says, from that time, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. For the first time in Matthew's gospel, Jesus reveals to his disciples what he came to do. That the Son of Man must suffer and die, and on the third day be raised again to new life. And once again, Satan tries to get Jesus to cross out the cross. So Peter bold, impetuous Peter, who says anything that comes to his mind first, sometimes it's for good, sometimes it's not for good, says, Lord, this, this shall never happen to you. You're, you're beneath this. You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. This shall never happen to you. You will not die. And the clue that Satan is trying to cross out the cross once again comes to us. What is that? That's verse... That's verse 23. Listen to Jesus' words. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You're a hindrance to me. For you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. The third time that Satan tried to cross out the cross is perhaps the most remarkable comes up in John chapter 19. Jesus has been arrested. He has been beaten and bloodied and mangled. And he stands before Pilate. And Pilate says to him, I can end this. I can make it all go away. I have the authority to take all of this suffering and your death from you. And Jesus says to him, you do not, Pilate, you don't have any authority except that which has been, that, uh, except that which already has been given to you. He could have left. He had so many opportunities for which he could have just ended it and could have lived a life that, that was much easier, that was much more pleasant. He could have said to Pilate, yeah, you know what, I would really, I'd really like that. I think I've, I've just about had enough. But he didn't. And he continued. And he never once wavered, he never once faltered, he never once left the path of the cross that his father had sent him on. Jesus' path from the time that he was born to the time of his death was the path of the cross. And again, he never once wavered. He never once faltered. Sure, he was, we know from the garden right before he was arrested, sure we know that, that he was anxious about it. He even prays to his father, if it is your will, Father, 
take this cup from me. But of course, not my will, but yours be done. And he continued on the path to the cross where he suffered and he died at the hands of sinful men. At the hands of people that wanted nothing more than to see him bloodied and mangled and beaten. The path of the cross that Jesus took is the same path that he called his disciples to all the way back at the beginning of Matthew's gospel. But the disciples didn't understand exactly what that meant at that point. Only later would many of them understand exactly what the path of the cross meant for them. The path of the cross, the path that Jesus took to Calvary, when Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me, is the same path that he called his disciples to, that he has called each and every one of you here this morning and myself to as well. Now, go back to verse 24 of our text. Verse 24. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. It is vitally important that we understand that verse 24 is not a prerequisite list for disciples. Jesus is, not, Jesus is not telling his disciples this so that he can start to weed out the weak ones. And that he can only take those with him on his path that are the strongest ones. No. In verse 24, he's simply telling them, or perhaps not so simply, telling them, this is what the path looks like. And this is where you're going. No matter how strong you are in your faith, no matter how weak you are in your faith, this is the path that you are going on. This is what the path will be like. And so the question is, well, well today, what does that path look like for us? And it, it takes the path of the cross for you, and I today, uh, for you and I today, it takes various forms. If you have ever been persecuted or ridiculed, because of your faith in Christ, if you have, have ever not been invited to whatever it is, to, to the party, to the, to the group of, of friends or whatever it is, because of your faith in Christ, you are taking the path of the cross. If your children, if your children have fallen away from the faith as they have gotten older and you are heartbroken because of it, you are taking the path of the cross. If you sacrifice time or money so that your livelihood and your life is, is, is uncomfortable for the sake of God and for the sake of his church and for the sake of Christ, you are walking the path of the cross. And we can even be more general about this too. Our fight against sin every single day, when we resist it by God's power, when we 
try to walk away from sin, when we don't, uh, 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 Paul talks about this, the thing that I don't want to do, that's what I keep end up doing. Every time that we do the things that we don't want to do, and we feel terrible about it, and we repent of it, and we confess it to God, we are walking along the path of the cross. Because all of those things that we have listed, and so many others, they are all done in the name of one person. In the name of Jesus. And then, and then Satan's lie comes, and, and he comes and he whispers it in your ear, and he says, just, just spare yourself the trouble. Just, just give in. Just spare yourself the trouble of being a follower of Jesus. My way is so much easier. And your life will, will be so much less difficult if you would just give up and you would just spare yourself the trouble. Sort of sounds like the same lie that he was trying to tell Jesus, isn't it? In the wilderness, Jesus, just, just spare yourself the trouble. The second temptation in the wilderness. Satan takes Jesus up to the highest point of the temple, and he says, throw yourself down. For the Bible says that, that he will send his angels concerning you, and he will lift you up so that you don't strike your foot against a stone. But as I said to our adult Bible class this morning, there was only one place, only one, that Jesus was supposed to die at. Not by throwing himself down from the temple, not even when there were, there were crowds who rushed at him in his hometown, who rushed at him to try to throw him off of the cliff, and all that the Gospels say is Jesus just walked right through the crowds. There was only one place that Jesus was supposed to die. It wasn't in the wilderness. It wasn't in his hometown. It wasn't on a boat with the rest of his disciples. No, there was only one place, and that place was called Golgotha. It was called Calvary. Where he died and he's crucified on the cross for you and for me. If you've ever seen the movie Braveheart, the very last scene is, is, really, is really an incredibly powerful scene. The man has been captured. And he is not only captured, but he is about to go through all kinds of, of incredible suffering that I will not go through here. But the suffering is immense, and it is terrible, and it is horrible, and it is gruesome. And he is strung out, William Wallace, he is strung out like this, tighter, as, as, as tight as the horses who were pulling on the ropes can get him. And the executioner leans over and he whispers in his ear, it can all end now. Just cry mercy and it can all end now. And of course, if you've seen the movie, you know that, of course, he doesn't say it, and instead he takes a big, his last gasp of air, and he shouts out, freedom! And the movie ends. 
Jesus never wavered. He never faltered. He never said mercy. No, the only thing that he said, three words, it is finished. And he died. And then he did exactly what he told his disciples that he was going to do. The Son of Man will go to Jerusalem, he will suffer and die, and then three days later he will be raised to new life. Romans chapter 6 talks about this. Whenever somebody is baptized into Christ, they are baptized into his death, and can anybody complete it? And into his resurrection. You see, Dietrich Bonhoeffer knew what he was talking about when, when he says that when Christ calls somebody, he bids that person come and die. He bids you to come and die with him. Why? So that you will be raised to new life with him. Go back to your text one last time with me. Starting at verse 25. Jesus says, for whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Jesus says to his disciples, he says to you and I here this morning, come and die with me. Come and walk the path of the cross with me so that you die and so that you are raised to new life with me in paradise. In our Savior's name, amen. Please stand. We now, took, we now confess together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Apostles' Creed as it, as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, Christ his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, born of the Virgin Mary was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Spirit, the, Holy the Holy Christian Church, Church the communion, the communion of, saints, of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, of the body the of the and the life everlasting. Amen. Be seated. It is at this time that we will gather our tithes and offerings. In the pew uh, on the aisle side is a red signing book. Please, uh, guests as well as members, please fill out that book and then set, send it to the windows. Windows, when you're done with it, send it back. And then the person who was on the inside out, please tear out the top sheet uh, and place it on the top of the book so the elders can pick it up uh, after worship today. We collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church 
is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. The Ladies' Aid will meet on Thursday, September 7th in the Fellowship Hall at the school at 1.30. Choir practice has been canceled for Wednesday, September 6th. The next practice will be on Wednesday, September 20th at 6.30 p.m. Feel free to join us. Pastor Jake is starting a new class for new and prospective members on September 10th at 8.45 a.m. in the chapel. The children's Sunday school and adult Bible classes meet at 8.45 each Sunday in the school. A men's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several ladies' Bible study groups meet during the week in surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hours are church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is entitled, Absolutely Nothing. Speaker Emeritus of the Lutheran Hour is the Reverend Dr. Ken Kloss. For times and locations near you, visit www.lutheranhour.org or contact the church office. These broadcasts are made possible by donations to the Broadcast Ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. Again, that number is 417-235-7300. We will remember our families of of our season saints, Aline Spray, Dorothy Osterlow, Elmer Kaiser, Elfa Hemkamp, Francis Brown, Janice Meyer, Lena Bramer, Louise Hohensey, Norma Kaiser, Pearl Lampy, and Ruth Nelson. And now we return to the church for the receiving of the offerings and the beginning of Holy Communion. Please stand. We have a few people that we want to remember in our prayers this morning. Uh, first of all, for those who are listed on our health list, from Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Marilyn Stewart, Elmer Kaiser, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan Haynes, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Catherine James. Also, uh, for the Steve Fortner family, uh, who is Carol Clybaker's cousin, uh, who passed away this past week. 
Also, for those who are celebrating birthdays, for Elda Nelson, who will celebrate 96 years of life on September the 6th, and for Erwin Kruger, who will be celebrating 91 years of life on September the 9th. We go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, we pray for, for all of those, Lord, who do not yet know you as their Lord and Savior. All of those, Lord, who even though the calling of the Holy Spirit is upon their lives, that they resist, that they resist the path of the cross. Lord, we give you thanks that you have called us as your children, as your disciples, to follow along this path. Lord, that this path leads to death, but Lord, it is a death that leads to everlasting life and a new life in you and with you. Lord, in your mercy. Dear God, we pray for honest and faithful labor, that you would continue to provide to your children with work that is fulfilling and beneficial to their neighbors. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for all those who labor, that God would strengthen them to outdo one another in showing honor, and let them live peaceably with all. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord, we pray especially for all those who are underemployed, that God would grant them peace and purpose in the work that they carry out and provide new opportunities for service. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord, for those who are unemployed, that God would bolster their faith and continue to give them each day their daily bread, that they might find comfort in his provisions and take heart in their worth as his children. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For laborers of the harvest, that God would continue, that God would continue to set apart faithful men to serve as pastors and faithful women to serve as deaconesses that he would continue to supply our schools and churches with faithful teachers, DCEs, and workers, and that he would grant his servants joy in their vocations. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For those who labor in the government, that through their service God would provide our country with safety and stability, that he would protect them in carrying out their duties and enable them to serve with wisdom and honor. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord, we lift up especially all those who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. We continue to, to pray, Lord, for those who are suffering because of Hurricane Harvey, and we ask, Lord, that you would bring restoration and healing to that, to that land and to those people. And, Lord, we lift up a special prayer for all those that we know who are suffering, Lord, for all those who are listed on our health list, Lord, for the family of Steve Fortner, uh, Lord, we pray that you would wrap your loving arms around them and let them know the consolation of your love that is found in the Holy Spirit. And Lord, for all those that we know, that we name before you in our hearts now. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord, for all who approach the Lord's table this day, that God would create in them a right spirit for reception of Christ's true body and blood, 
that each time they receive his good gift of forgiveness, that they would be strengthened to deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow him. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Also for those who are celebrating birthdays this week, especially for Elda and for Erwin, Lord, we give you thanks for the years of life that you have given to them. We thank you, Lord, for their faithfulness to you. Lord, we pray that you would help them to continue in, in the path of the cross that you have laid out before them, Lord, as it leads to a crown of everlasting life. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For the faithful departed, let us give our thanks and praise, Lord, asking that we might at last join them in the feast of joy in the light of his kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. It's your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And we pray together the prayer that our Lord gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that he is your Savior and Lord. And with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament under the form of the bread and wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. The First Communion Hymn today will be Jesus Comes Today with Healing, page number 620 in the Lutheran Service Book. Again, Jesus Comes Today with Healing, page number 620.
Our next communion hymn will be Your Table I Approach, page number 628 in the Lutheran Service Book. Again, Your Table I Approach, page number 628. Our next hymn today is Come My Soul with Every Care, page number 779. Again, Come My Soul with Every Care, page number 779 in the Lutheran Service Book.
Our next hymn today is Praise to the Lord the Almighty, found on page number 790. Again, Praise to the Lord the Almighty, page number 790 in the Lutheran Service Book. Our next hymn is Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise, page number 802. Again, Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise, on page 802 of the Lutheran Service Book.
Our closing hymn today will be Let Us Ever Walk With Jesus on page 685. Again, Let Us Ever Walk With Jesus, page 685. Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting, to part in his peace and his joy. Amen.
We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Once again, our closing hymn for today is Let Us Ever Walk With Jesus, page number 685 in the Lutheran Service Book. Let Us Ever Walk With Jesus, page 685. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Carol Clybaker, and we wish you a blessed week.
Just one final uh, announcement before we close with our service today. The office will be closed tomorrow in observance of Labor Day and will reopen for our regular hours on Tuesday. I pray that you all would have a very restful day uh, the rest of the day today. Uh, tomorrow, if you are working, we pray that the Lord would go with you uh, and that the Lord would bless you in the vocation that you have. Thank you all for being here today. And again, look forward to seeing everybody next week for our Mission Festival. Pastor Tim Rossow will be here uh, to lead our adult Bible class as well as to preach on that Sunday as well. Potluck dinner immediately afterwards in the uh, school. We'll see you all then. Thank, thank you.